Brian Bulaga said, I want Jason Wildey on Thursdays. Well, we got him. Take it away, Brian. Jason, how are we doing this evening? Why do we do this this way? Do what? Because it's the truth. What do you, what, what, why another way? Brian wanted to have you on so he could ask you about the upcoming game, or uh, there were other reasons, too. So I want to make sure he gets to do what he wants to do, because people say sometimes I interrupt or don't. Well, that's okay. It's like you just wash your... It's like you just wash your hands from the set. You're like Pontius Pilate over there. No, I will. I got nothing to do with this. I, no, I will join in later, but I want to make sure. I didn't Brian, even want him on. No, I definitely wanted him on. Do you have any other questions you want clarified? No, let's let's get started, Brian. Forget the old man. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, I guess uh, first things first, I remember earlier in the week, Homer and I discussed that, that Coach LaFleur said he was going to be changing the process up in practice Things were going to be looking different. Uh, what did he have to say about that? What have they done different? Or what has he told you guys that he's done different throughout the week to maybe better prepare them for Sundays? Yeah, great question. And I'm thrilled to be with you both. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 would say, I would say the biggest thing is it sounds like they've done a lot more competitive periods of good on good. So, okay. you know, obviously, and Brian played – what you play, 12 years, 11 years in the NFL? Uh, when we get to this part of the season, other than maybe two minutes at the end of practice, you're not doing a whole lot of competitive periods with the starters on defense when you're on offense. Is that fair to say? That's correct. That is correct. That's maybe what you told may- us earlier this week. Yeah, may- maybe, yeah. maybe maybe get one, one of practice, maybe. So obviously they're, they are definitely doing that a lot more. Uh, according to the coaches, uh, how much that will help, uh, I don't know. Another thing that Matt LaFleur said is because they're doing more of those competitive periods, uh, it's not as scripted. And so guys are having to play play the plays out without knowing ahead of time, looking at the practice script, what they're going to be doing. Yeah. And so it, it's forcing them to react in real time to play calls that they don't necessarily know that, Okay, well, let's see. It's third and three for this play, so we're going to run 98 blast, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they, they're not doing it that way. So, you know, I think they're trying to replicate for these younger guys, even though we're not using youth as an excuse anymore. It's been very clear to me that I've been told that. Um, they're trying to do things that are more game-like, so maybe they have a better idea once they get into the games how they're supposed to handle those kind of curveballs that they're facing. So I would say those two – you know, they've adjusted their meeting structure a little bit um, to spend a little more in group meetings, so maybe putting the quarterback, the receivers, and the tight ends together a little bit for a little bit more time, breaking stuff down, uh, as opposed to just full offensive meetings or just purely positional meetings. So I think that's another adjustment they've made. But, again, they're, you know, it's funny because Stenovich, I, I love Stenovich's quote, uh, somebody asked him if he's if they've kicked around the idea of going hurry up because they seem to in the second half get things going a little bit offensively. He said, uh, "Yeah, we uh, we pretty much kicked around everything, which is true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I don't blame them for it. They're searching. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that was my thing that I talked to Homer about. I kind of talked about you on your show about if there's something that I'd like to see from the offense." 
I think it'd be going more of this tempo, no huddle-ish, muddle huddle offense to kind of get these guys in the line of scrimmage and just play like they're kind of doing right now in practice with the unscripted periods and and just going up there against our defense and guys having to make calls and, and make decisions on the run, which I think is important. The only thing I look at that as is that when you do these types of periods, it's not like you're going against the scout team. These are these are fast and furious periods, and there's hitting. There, it's very physical. There's a lot of contact, and we're starting to get to that midway point of the season where guys' bodies need to be protected. So here we here we are, middle of the season. Didn't think we'd be here, but we're here, and we're back to almost early or like later days of training camp style practices, and you know that could be a good thing for this team or we can see the impacts on these guys' bodies as the season goes on because normally guys are just trying to get their bodies ready for Sunday. Now they're having to go out there and practice this way. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing that LaFleur is doing it. I think it's good, but there's a there's a fine balance between this right now, and he's going to have to measure that out. I mean, speaking of that, is how's the injury report look? Is any nothing new pop up for the week? Everything pretty – pretty normal yeah they're they're in a pretty good spot there and and you're right like there there's you know the the injury danger i guess of going good on good with competitive people right is 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 real now in fairness they managed to get their two-time second team all pro corner injured while he was covering a ball thrown to a scout team third string quarterback playing tight end so okay. who the hell knows yep. what's going to happen with these guys sometimes. Uh, yep. But, yeah, I, I, I do think their injury report is in a pretty good place. They've got uh, – now they had all – they only have 52 guys on their roster since they traded Rasul Douglas yesterday so or Tuesday. So uh, all 52 guys practiced at least in some form. The limited guys, uh, Jair, Elton Jenkins, Luke Musgrave, Yash, uh, Rudy Ford, who was new today, he's got a calf issue. And Aaron Jones, who's practicing in a red no-contact jersey like the quarterbacks <laughs> wear because they so desperately want him uh, to be part of the offense that oh they're uh, now reminding guys not to whack the uh, franchise running back that has been largely, if we're being honest, a non-factor. Have you ever seen that before, Jason? Now. I have. I've seen I've – seen, Mike Sherman did it a lot, actually, as guys were coming back from injury. Cause, and, and frankly, you know, Brian, I don't know what you think of this, but you know, to some degree, if it's a guy coming back from injury, I think it's a good idea. Uh, the fact that you know, this is two games in a row now that Aaron Jones has been able to play uh, and they're putting him in this position makes me a little apprehensive that they're, they, they are still they might be playing him even though he's not fully healed. And if that's yeah. the case, then I just kind of feel like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop for him to get hurt again. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's fine to put a Jersey on guys when they're coming back from injury, but he, like you said, he's played the last two weeks. You're thinking he's healthy or pretty dang close to it, but wearing a red Jersey on a Thursday, uh, <laughs> It's 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 interesting, especially when these Thursdays they're in full pads pretty much, and they're going against the defense in competitive periods. So yeah, it gets makes me a little little nervous. Makes me a little nervous. So Homer and I uh, 
went on the Rasul Douglas thing and the and the Goody thing and and how everything kind of unfolded and what Rasul said today. Uh, was there any any talk in the locker room? Did you ask any guys about that today or how they felt about it or you know or was it, was it pretty ho hum in the locker room about it today? So uh, today I didn't talk to anybody about it other than I said to Keyshawn Nixon. Hey, I, I appreciate you speaking your mind yesterday about Sewell. Uh, I said the easier thing to do would have been to just not come in here, uh, which, as we know, you did for a good chunk of your career, and Tausch did at the end of his. So, um, And you were the opposite of Tausch. You were, you were as good as you ever were in your career and available all the time. I love that about you. You even won the Mully Award one year. Um, yeah. But I, I, would say, I would say this. Um, I talked to a couple of guys yesterday and uh, they're uh, not only are they disappointed, but they're pissed and they're questioning the reasoning behind it. And the biggest thing I heard, uh, and I would say this to Goody's face, is that I would not have chosen to say that you got an offer you couldn't refuse or that was too good to pass up. Because I think there's a feeling... And, and I certainly feel this way. So you can factor my bias into this if you'd like to. But I personally, an offer that's too good to refuse or too good to pass up would have been Rasul Douglas for a straight-up third-round pick. Like, and yep. that means you get one well, extra no, but, pick. I believe. Right, but that tells you what he so. thinks of Rasul Douglas as a player, which reinforces what I've been saying all the time. He's not that good. You don't get a third-round pick for Rasul Douglas, Jason, do you? No, you you don't, right. and that's what I'm saying. But, but what he got for know, him was I, pretty I, good for Rasul, wasn't it? No, I don't think it was. All right. I mean, he gets the equivalent of a fourth-round pick. But, again, I think there are these decisions are not made in a vacuum. And while you know, he and I went back and forth on the concept of tanking, which I don't know what he thinks tanking is. Like, this kind of pissed me off, frankly, because – you know, he pushes back on me on this idea that, oh, I don't think teams tank. I mean, if you think tanking is like having your quarterback in, intentionally throw an interception into another guy's chest or going for it on fourth and 20 from your own 10-yard line, if you think it's doing stupid or intentional mistakes uh, to tank, then no, NFL teams don't tank. Because as Tausch has said many times over the years, players don't tank. Players, yep. they, they can't afford to tank. They can't. It, that film is about them, and you can't yep. be going out there and doing stupid stuff and losing on purpose and then get a job when you get cut by the team you're tanking for. So n- players don't tank. What tanking is is taking a player that can help you now and trading him away for an asset that can help you later. That's what like if, this whole thing started with the Philadelphia 76ers trying to get Joel Embiid years ago, right? Like. We all use the phrase trust the process now. That's where it started. That's, that's the, that was the genesis of it. And what the, what the Sixers were doing was, hey, we're going to clear the decks and we're going to take our lumps, but it's going to be worth it because we're going to get high picks and we're going to replenish our roster and we're going to go win an NBA title. Now, that hasn't happened. But what Goody did, it's not tanking because it's Rasul Douglas being traded alone in and of itself is not tanking. But you look at what the Bears started to do last year, right? Like, you look at, yep. they trade away Roquan Smith, who's one of the best frickin' inside linebackers in the league. They, they more or less gave him away to Baltimore. They didn't want to pay him. And 
that kind of player who tilts the field in your favor, they traded their outside rusher to uh, Quinn, I think, late last yep. year at yep. the trade deadline. Like, that, I'm sorry, that's tanking. And congratulations, you know, they got the first overall pick. Like, they, were tr- they weren't losing on purpose during the games, but they traded away guys that helped you win. They, they, this week, again, they don't have Eric Stokes. God only knows when Jair Alexander's back is going to act back up and he's not able to go. They're starting Carrington Valentine in Rasul Douglas's spot, who got benched earlier this year in a game. He's a rookie seventh-round pick, and if he's not out there, then it's going to be Corey Valentine or Robert Rocher or Rochelle, Rochelle the musical, who, has no, who, who you picked up off the street a couple weeks ago. Like, you, you have clearly, you are going into a game, and, and who knows if Matthew Stafford's thumb is going to be okay for him to play. If you're playing Brett Rippon, it's much easier. But if Stafford's able to go, you got the best rookie wide receiver in football, right? Puka Nakua, who has been fantastic. And now, Corey, and now, and now uh, Cooper Cup is healthy, and he's playing. Like, what you did on Tuesday did not increase the likelihood of you winning on Sunday. And Goody's fine with that. And I'm not saying that he's wrong to be fine with that. What I'm saying is, is that in the locker room with a bunch of guys that are sick of losing and they want to go out and win a damn game, you made it harder for them, and they're pissed. Now, yeah. you're on a, you, your, your roster is a team, and Brian, you, you, I, I understand there were times when Ted's teams were quote-unquote young, but they were never all young almost exclusively on one side of the ball. And with David Bakhtiari out, the offensive side of the ball is pretty much young all the way across, right? Like the most experienced guys are basically Elton and John Runyon. So they are young on that side of the ball from stem to stern. And with this team, maybe there's so many young guys that there's not enough of them who've been around the league long enough to be like, Oh, I can't believe they traded Rasul. They're killing us here. Like that makes it so much harder to win. Maybe they're just worried about, you know, running the right route, blocking the right guy, and not screwing up. And so they don't have enough bandwidth to worry about whether they should or should not have traded Rasul Douglas. But I guarantee you the Kenny Clarks and the Devondre Campbells and the Preston Smiths and the two guys who did talk yesterday about it, you know, about Rasul being traded of uh, Alexander and Nixon, I guarantee you they're pissed. And does that mean they're not going to try hard on Sunday? No. But they know it's going to be harder to beat these guys because of what happened. All right, Jason, I have one last question because I know you find this hard to believe, but we're behind. Uh, did Jair Alexander say that they're going to run the table? And if he did, within what context? Yeah, he didn't say it when I was there. Uh, he, I, look, he, I, I really like Jair. I enjoy our interactions. He says some goofy stuff for fun. I mean, Rasul Douglas did it too. Like, Rasul Douglas had, I don't remember who the beat writer was, but he had him convinced that he was moving to safety. And he, it was a gag. It was a complete gag. And, like, then, the, then somebody, I don't know if it was the same guy or somebody else, asked Joe Barry about moving him to safety. And Joe Barry's like, what? What are you talking about? So you think Jay was no, just trying what? to do an Aaron Rodgers thing or something? I, no, I don't think he was even that. I don't know. I I don't like when Aaron Rodgers says that. He says it to take the pressure off of his teammates right. because he's the quarterback and can do that, and because he actually believes it. Which, if you don't believe me, 
that he only says it when he believes it. Notice he didn't say it last year. That's right. right? <laughs> yes. and, so, yes. and, 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 and so I don't think Rasul is in the position nor believes that kind of thing. With Rodgers, it was authentic. With, with, right. with, Al, Alex, with Jair yesterday, I think it's, I mean, if you want my honest opinion, it's I'm really pissed that they traded my running mate, and I'm going to say this, but they're, I'm being facetious because mm. I'm, I'm not sure we can win the first game of the last 10 now that we traded my guy. That's how I interpret it. Thanks, Jason. All right, guys. Thanks, Jason. Jason Willie, all Packers all the time. Yeah. And, yes, I'm very happy that Brian Bulaga said on Thursdays, I want Jason Willie, and I think you just heard why. Next.